Oh, big news week, Tyler. Holy shit, was it ever. Yes. So this week we thought, um, because it was a heavy news week, and mostly it's because of that DC fandom event, that we're going to do a separate episode on that, which will be up at the same time as this one. Um, but there's enough stuff with that that it should kill like a good hour to an hour and a half. Uh, so yeah. we figured just to do a second one um, with all of that. So if you're looking for our thoughts on like the Batman trailer or anything, it'll be in, it'll be in that, uh, which yeah. will be up at the same time as this. So Everything DC related will be in a separate bonus episode. Yes, because they just decided to have a big convention and release it all at once. So <laughs> yay. Yeah. It is exciting though. I'm I'm excited for oh, yeah. us to get into that. Oh yeah, me too. Um, but news that you probably don't give a fuck about because you, I don't think you like British TV as much as I do. Oh yeah, I don't give a fuck about the Crown. Yeah, so I figured you wouldn't give a single fuck about this. Um, but they cast someone to play Princess Diana, and it's she's been in a lot of stuff. Um, what's her name? Elizabeth Debicki. She was in. Um, she's in Tenant. That's where a lot of people are going to know her from. She was also in like The Great Gatsby, and a few other things. So she's got quite a bit of like. Uh, she's had quite a bit of work, but yeah, she's going to be playing Princess Diana, and I think that's really good because I like her and I really like that show. So you're just like right pumped about this? Yeah, yeah, and it it kind of gives me an excuse to like catch up on the crown because I'm behind a little bit on it. So like this is kind of my excuse to catch up in it, and yeah, this is exciting because like they're gonna cover that that area of I guess you know uh, when she dies, right? So, mm-hmm. and that show's been good. Like, uh, who did they have in it that was just amazing? Um, Oh shit! What can I think of his name? We were talking about him in Bombshell. John Lithgow. Mm. He was in it, and he played. Um, well, what can I think of the fucking real life politician? Oh my god! I anyway, feel like I I feel like I know what you're talking about, but it's just not popping up in my mind here. Yeah, the. Uh, it, it's gonna come to me halfway through the episode, and I'm just gonna blurt it out. Um, but anyway. John Lithgow was in it, and he was amazing in it. Um, and like for the most part, the show's been really good. If if you're into that kind of British style drama, um, not even a little bit, no. Yeah, so I mean this this isn't gonna be one for you. Um, but as someone who loves this type of TV, I'm totally jazzed on this, and I think this is totally rad because everything I've seen her in, I've really enjoyed. Um, so I think she's solid enough and i think that's yeah she definitely got quite a quite a credit like list of credits to her like the one i keep looking at is she was in guardians of the galaxy volume two as aisha and i don't remember who that is for the life of me yeah me neither like i was looking um before we started recording i was like oh what else was she in because i recognized her in um from the night manager um widows i remember her in widows yeah i i i vaguely remembered her from the man from uncle yeah and that one's not ringing a bell to me at all 
No, and I never watched The Great Gatsby, so I didn't know her from there. But I mainly knew well, her from... Hold on. No, we got to take a fucking pause here. What? I've never I never watched it. You never you've never watched The Great Gatsby. No. No. Like Leonardo DiCaprio's The Great Gatsby. No. I know. I that know. fucking blows my mind. Not that it's like any sort of like revolutionary movie that's going to change yeah. your life or anything yeah. like that, but like given the type of movies that you're into, it seems right up my alley. I know. Yeah, I am fucking st- you didn't see that movie i know i have it and it's been like one of those ones that's like it's like it's one of those older movies that's just been on my list and i've never gotten around to watching it oh god and i'm gonna have to watch the great gatsby for next week aren't i probably i can't believe you've never seen it i don't care for those like older time pieces but that was a phenomenal movie yeah and i love me those old old time movies so yeah like that's what shocks me the most like i would have like not knowing that you hadn't seen it before, like if if someone was to be like, "Do you think Benny saw The Great Gatsby?" I would have been like, "Oh, for sure, he definitely saw it in theaters when it was released, without a doubt." Oh yeah, yeah. So the fact seems- that you not only hadn't didn't see it in theaters, but you to this day still haven't seen it, I just kind of shakes me to my core. It's like I don't even know who you are. I know, I know. I shouldn't have said anything. Should have just lived lived in blissful ignorance. Should have rookie move. All right. Now, now I'm gonna have to watch it. I'll watch it soon. <laughs> but yeah. All right, well, exciting news yeah. for you, not for me. I don't care about the crown, but I mean, for those who yeah. like the crown, I'm sure this is exciting news. Yeah, because I think I think she's a solid enough actor that I think she's she's gonna do good in it. So, and I mean, she's gonna be in Tenant, which that's probably gonna be a big big bump for her career. Usually. People that end up in a Chris Nolan movie usually they they end up with some work after. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, not not too much for that. Other than I think that's fucking rad. I'm excited for that. Hmm. I feel like I'm even more excited though about the fact that Jensen Ackles is joining the Boys season three. Yes. Yes. To me, that gets me hyped because I yeah. was wondering where is he going to go or if he's going to like take some time off or what his plan was after yeah. Supernatural ends this year. Because I fucking... As wild and ridiculous as that show has gotten, I still absolutely love it. And Dean is one of my favorite characters right oh, after yeah. Crowley. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, And I'm a big fan of the boys. So, I mean, this is fucking awesome news. I hope he gets to be like a fucking superhero dick. He is. Well, he he's he's going to be a superhero. So, um, according to the article, um, he's going to portray Soldier Boy, so, which is apparently the original superhero in, like, I guess the streaming, like, marketing kind of thing. Um, and essentially, like, he fights in World War Two, and then becomes like the first celebrity, and like, kind of main like staple of like American culture kind of thing. I'm all on board for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense. Um, So the showrunner for the boys um, worked on Supernatural in the early days. And that's how we, that's how they know each other. Apparently they've been friends for like years. So, well, that's exciting. I'm pumped. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Like, I think, um, I think this is awesome. And yeah, like, good for him because I think he's he's awesome. Like I, 
kind of same thoughts on you with Supernatural. Like, yeah, the show is kind of gotten so ridiculous being that it's like however many fucking seasons it's in. Um, but anytime I always go back to watch or catch up, which I need to do, I just have a good time in it because I'm like, okay, like it's it's like it's like comfort food. It's like, okay, I know what this is. It's Supernatural. Yeah, no, fair enough. Again, it gets so fucking ridiculous and wild oh, yeah. right now. But yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah, I want to say I'm I'm a good handful of seasons behind because I want to say when I stopped watching the last point, I was when the, when their mom came back and like in in one of the seasons, like it seemed like they brought back every single person they'd ever killed, and I was like, I need a break from this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. And then, like, I've been meaning to go back because I know it's it's ending um, its final season here shortly. So I've been meaning to go back and catch up on it just because, like, I do love it, love that show. But it's like it just got to a point where I was like, okay, I need to take a break from like how ridiculous this is, um, and then come back to it. Mm, that's that's fair. That's understandable. Yeah. So, but yeah, this is exciting as shit. Like, I'm curious. Because uh, the way they're talking about this in the article is like he was the original kind of like marketing, like, ooh, I'm Instagramming my superhero bullshit um, kind of thing, like almost kind of like early days of Captain America, like kind of wartime culture. So like I'm mm-hmm. curious, it, like if he comes back, um, like maybe he's helping like the ragtag boys team fighting them or if he comes back in another lane, like I'm curious what that arc is like does he come back as someone that they fight or does he come back as maybe like a he's this kind of older guy that that's kind of coming out of retirement thing maybe yeah i don't know i'm I'm curious it'll it'll be interesting to see nonetheless i hope he comes out and like decides to like help fight fucking the new line of douchebag yeah that's kind of superheroes but yeah like i was reading this i was like it'd be kind of cool if like he kind of came back and kind of like in a sense of like oh man like this whole like superhero thing has just gotten like way out of hand this totally wasn't uh like what it was like when he was doing it or something like maybe he comes back as like the crotchety old guy that's just like this isn't how we're supposed to be doing it this how it wasn't you know this isn't what it was like back in my day Mm -hmm. goes to help them or something so that'd be cool but like at the same time i also kind of don't care um because yeah just him coming in as a superhero in any capacity is uh, red as shit. Yeah, I'm going to be hyped on it either way. I honestly, I would love for him to be against the superheroes, but at the same time, given his character on Supernatural, I'd totally be on board if he was like, it turns out like, like you think, oh, you think Homelander's a fucking asshole? Here's the fucking OG. Yeah, that also, now, now that you're saying that, yeah, if he just comes back as a bigger asshole. That would also be kind of amazing too. Where he's just like, "Oh yeah, I'll show, I'll show Homelander what's up." Yeah, and, you know that would actually be kind of cool if like he came back and he was like as powerful as Homelander or something like that. Like it'd be kind of nice to have someone, you know, as powerful as Homelander because like right now I don't know that there is. Right, so maybe if they had him come back and it's like, "Oh yeah, I'm the OG and I'm super powerful," maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. But yeah. Pumped either way. That's It's going to be fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm totally on board for this. And, yeah. So, 
I kind of wish it was like he popped up in this season that's premiering soon, but I totally get why why he's not. It's because he wouldn't have been done with the supernatural. Yeah, at that time, right? But um, and this is kind of the more I like read this article, like how long they've known each other, like him and the showrunner. I wonder if Supernatural had ended like two years ago, if he would have been in season one. Yeah, I wonder, like, eh? Like, it almost seems like this conversation, like, happened maybe quite a while ago, and then, like, he was just like, yo, I'm doing Supernatural. Um, and he was like, all right, your part's here. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess, I mean, I guess we'll never really know. I got to uh, imagine, though, if he was done Supernatural before the boys had all their castings, I feel like he probably would have had some kind of prominent role. Yeah, I want to say, like, just the sense I got from reading this article on, like, how they were, like, talking back and forth on Instagram and stuff around the announcement, like, and being that he was working on, you know, Supernatural, like, right when it started and stuff. Um, yeah, like, it seems like they've known each other for a long time, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, those... I'm, I'm still happy it kind of worked out the way it did, though, oh, just because, yeah. like, as much as I would have loved to, like, have him show up right in the first season, like... You look at look, me for me anyway, looking at the cast that they have right now. Like, I think everyone who is who they are right now is perfect oh, yeah. in those roles. Oh, yeah. For so, sure. I, I can't imagine if him occupying any of those roles. No, yeah, as of like right I, now. No, like, I wouldn't want him to replace anyone. So, yeah, maybe this is um, better. Cause, yeah, mm -hmm. like, yeah, thinking it's like, yeah, I don't, actually don't think I would change anyone, anyone out, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But nonetheless, rad. Super in, rad. In news I do not think is rad. They're remaking planes, trains, and automobiles. And I don't like this. <sighs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't like this one bit. I mean, like, it's not like that's a movie that I routinely go and watch. I mean, I've probably seen it a handful of times yeah. over the years. But it definitely, like... It, I don't think it's a, a staple of a movie for like our generation, but like no. if I talk to like my uncles or my aunts or like my yeah. my parents, for example, like that was a big deal for them, and oh, I yeah. understand it, right? Like yeah. totally, I would get it. And Steve Martin and John Candy, like legends, legends. yeah, absolutely legends. So and I, John, it's John Hughes, right? Like it's, yeah. So yeah, I don't like not that like I'm against it. But like, I don't know, I like there's some movies where you're like, oh, like a remake or a retelling or a new version of this would be good. I don't feel like this is one of those movies. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like I'm trying to think if there's been a John Hughes movie that's been remade. And because like, like I think of like his other movies, like, could you imagine a remake of The Breakfast Club or like 16 Candles? Like in my mind, no. No, absolutely not. Although there have been some movies that are like. They're not remakes of like um, the Breakfast Club, but they're you know, you're they're like, it's like okay, this is like you know a 20th century fucking 21st century take on the Breakfast Club. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, it just I don't feel like this is one of those movies to remake. Just like I wouldn't want them to remake like the original Airplane. Yeah, exactly. Like it's right. Like those movies should just be there 
Yeah, they should be left alone. If they yeah. wanted to remake Police Academy, oh yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. But yeah, not this one. It was the same way I felt about um, Overboard. Oh yeah, right. The original Overboard with uh, Gold Goldie Hawn and was it Kurt Russell? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and like, fuck, that was, growing up when I was a kid, like, at my grandparents' house, they had, like, three or four movies, like, on VHS, yep. and that was one of them. So, like, I watched Overboard more times than I can count, as well as The Sound of Music. Yeah. And, like, yeah. so that movie will always hold, like, a special place to me, and, like, not that I have anything against Anna Ferris, but when they remade it, and then they kind of, like, did a role, like, a gender role reversal of how it yeah. plays out and stuff, like... It just wasn't for me. And it's not and like, it's not that I have anything against yeah, any of that stuff, right? It's just, I don't know. I just, I wasn't very good. Yeah. And like, it was funny because like when I read this headline, like I had the same reaction to when uh, like last week we were talking about like Will Smith and the, uh, the Bel Air remake. Like I, my first thought was just like, who the fuck is asking for this? Like, like why? Um, and yeah. I did watch that Bel Air trailer, by the way. I think it was not bad. I think that could work. Yeah, I actually did go back and watch it too, and I was like, "Hey, this it, is it, this is interesting. I might yeah. I might be okay with this." Yeah, I was like, after I watched it, I was like, "I'm totally down to check out like the first few episodes and see where it goes." Um, but yeah, like I think Will Smith and Kevin Hart as like the kind of two people, like I think that's fine. Like I think. They'll probably have good enough chemistry, you know, because you'll get the Kevin Hart fucking ridiculous Kevin Hart, right? Mm-hmm. And Will Smith is good, and, and he's got some comedic chops, so... Like, I think the pairing is fine, but... Why? Yeah, I don't... Leave it be. Yeah, I would have just... I would have left it, but I mean, to yeah. each their own. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I hope they don't remake other John Hughes movies. Like, I really hope that uh, someone doesn't decide to, like, do a straight-up remake of The Breakfast Club. I yeah, if that. if someone decides to completely redo Breakfast Club or Ferris Bueller's Day is day off, I mean, yeah. I'll fucking lose my mind. Yeah, like that, or, like, 16 Candles. I'm trying to think of other, like, huge John Hughes movies. But, like, yeah, like, I just, I don't think they, they, they shouldn't be remade. I think they still hold up fine. Yeah, I, I think agree. they're still totally, and, like, I watched Breakfast Club like oh, it was a couple months ago or something, and I was like, "This totally still holds up." Like it totally still holds up for what well, it is. I mean, they are redoing Home Alone. I guess yeah. that wasn't like technically written by him per se, but no, well, well, Home well, Alone Three directed, was. But I want to say he wrote he wrote it. Um, uh, aren't they remaking Uncle Buck? I thought I heard something about that. Did you did you see the petition for the new Home Alone that's going on online? Oh no. So they've started a petition because I don't know if they're doing a redoing the Home Alone as like a TV series on Disney or if they're gonna do it as like a new Home Alone movie. But someone's petition to have Macaulay Culkin come back as the main character, but like at his current age. Oh, that'd and, be amazing. And not justify it or talk about it in the movie. Oh, that'd be amazing. So, so Macaulay Culkin to come back as as young McAllister, but be 
technically like a 30 year old man, but still have everyone in the film thinks that he's like a six year old boy. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be phenomenal. Like that's, that's one of those shut up and take my money. Yeah. Did you ever see the, um, he did a YouTube video and it was like, what would, um, the home alone guy be like as an adult? And yes. it's just like him, eh, him super fucked up. He's, he's like kidnapping people that like tried to steal his car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like basically a serial killer. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Macaulay anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So not hyped about trains, planes and automobiles, but I mean, I'll reserve my judgment until I see a trailer. I will too, but I'm still, I'm still going to be bitter about it until I see a trailer. Yeah, I'm not I'm not pumped about it. And even if the trailer looks good, I'm still not gonna be happy about it. No. But I might not feel as slighted if it at least looks like it'll be decent. I'm still not happy. I'm never gonna be happy about no. it. But no, no, I, I think I'm the same way. Like if the trailer comes out and I have a few chuckles, I'll kind of be like, oh god damn it, I had a few chuckles. Like, okay, you're remaking it, but it seems alright. Like I'm still gonna be salty about it, but I might watch it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Hollywood, leave John Hughes alone. Just leave his movies be. The treasures. Yeah. The yeah. treasures. Well, don't touch Holly- Hollywood's just a fucked up place. Yeah. They do things sometimes that make no sense. Like yes. the next like the next story. Lawrence Fishburne confirms he was not invited to be in the Matrix 4. Yeah. That but seems odd to me. It does, but didn't he like straight up die in the last Matrix? Did he? I want to say yeah. It's I been wanna... so long since I've seen The Matrix, so I think he does. Um, God, that's really bad that both of us don't remember that. It was a long time ago. And to be honest, I'm I totally stand by that. I actually don't think the second and third Matrix movies are that good. Well, you can be a hater all you want, but like even even if his main character did die, like how they wouldn't include him as some kind of yeah. simulation or like uh. Like, you know, have some kind of role or a pop-up or an appearance as, like, a nod to the the previous yeah. three. Like, it just seems weird. Like, if he did die, because, yeah. like, fuck, like, I feel like an idiot for not knowing definitively right now. But, like, give me a break. It's It's been well over a decade since I've watched those films. Yeah. But I, I still find it weird that with everyone coming back that, like, they wouldn't yeah. include him in some aspect or some way or a nod or or, like, even so much as, like, if they do a kind of scene that has a flashback, right? He would need to be involved to film a flashback, right? But he's got no involvement with the new film whatsoever, which I just, I find a little yeah. odd. Yeah, me too. Cause like, especially like, yeah, they've got Keanu, you know, Carrie Ann Moss and Jada Pinkett Smith back. And like, it's not like, it doesn't even seem like it's a case of like, they asked him and he was like, no, sorry, I'm busy with something. Like they just like straight up was like, didn't even call him, which mm-hmm. like makes me think they just, uh, whatever the Matrix Four was, never involved that character. Yeah, which I mean, I get it. If if that's the movie you're writing, like if you're making a sequel to the Matrix and you you're writing it and you don't have a part for that character, but like at the same time, like it seems weird that you wouldn't have some sort of an odd to it. Yeah, it does. It does seem odd. Like as if. It'd be different if, like, there wasn't a bunch of the old cast coming back. But, yeah, it's weird. Especially because I think he was probably some of the best parts of those Matrix movies, right? Oh, absolutely. He was a very key and critical role in that franchise. Yeah. Yeah. What What I also am finding super odd 
is some of the choices of like the people who've been added to the roster. Yeah. Like, like I've got Patrick Harris. I've got nothing against NPH and I I thought he did an amazing I... job in Gone Girl. Yeah. That but... being said though, when I hear Neil Patrick Harris, I think of his him as himself in Harold and Kumar movies. Yeah. And I, I think of fucking yeah, Barney, right? So yeah. I, I I hopefully this can help him like break out of that typecasting because I'm willing to bet that he's kind of oh for sure stuck in that kind of typecasting role. So, but I, sure. I find it odd. The weirdest one to me, though, the one that honestly does kind of bother me is Priyanka Chopra. Chopra. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I feel like she's one of those people who like through unrelated fame kind of worked her way into Hollywood. Yeah. Well, because I mean, let's like she she's not famous for being an actress, right? No, she's like Indian royalty, yeah. and then married a fucking Jonas brother, yeah. and then started getting offered like small little like cameo spots in movies, and then there was the one movie with Rebel Wilson and Adam Devine. It was a Netflix movie, and oh. I can't remember what it was called, but she had a role in that, and like she was okay. But she wasn't what anything I would write home about. Like, I don't think she's an amazing actress. And maybe this movie will prove me wrong. Maybe she's got other bodies of work that she's been in that I haven't seen, and I'm casting an unfair judgment. But to but it just seems odd to put someone like her in this big fucking blockbuster movie. Because whether you are a big fan of the Matrix movies or not, whether you even remember the last one, like this movie's gonna be a fucking box office smash. Like, there's no way this movie yeah. doesn't make bank, right? They're going to put a ton of money into it, and they're expecting yeah. a big return. And yeah. for them to add some of these names, it's like, yeah, why? Yeah, and like, yeah, I remember she was in Baywatch. And I remember seeing the ads that she was in for that. Uh, it was like some shitty primetime cop show, like Quantico, I think it was. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know how, how those land you a Matrix role, but. Yeah, I, I don't know either, but. Yeah, because it, it's. Maybe they're, maybe it's one of those castings where it's like, we're going to put in her in here and then hopefully that draws people from her fan base. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe, like I said, I could be completely wrong because like I said, I haven't seen her in a lot. I haven't been overly impressed with what I have seen her in. So maybe she is a phenomenal actress and I just haven't seen the movies where we actually get to see her range and how well she performs. Well, I was just scrolling through her, her IMDb and like I Baywatch. I think that's probably the, the like, I, I think if you've seen that, then you've probably seen her range. Well, you know what? She was so notable in Baywatch that until you just said that, I forgot she was in Baywatch. Yeah, she was the bad guy. And honestly, even now that you've told me she's in Baywatch and that she played the bad guy in Baywatch, I still, in my head, can't remember seeing her in Baywatch. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it's weird. And it's it's like you said, dude, like, I've got nothing against Neil Patrick Harris. And, like, I think his part in Gone Girl was really good. But I think that was also because they knew they knew what that part was. And it wasn't a huge thing, right? Like, I think it was a small part that I think he knocked out of the park. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I wonder if he's going to have a major part again. Like, or if he's, like, how big these new parts are going to be. 
Yeah. Because, like, like, you see how they, uh, like, these people that they're adding to it, you know, that's on top of having Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, and Jada Pinkett Smith come back. So, like, are they just going to be kind of side roles, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's but. just, like, another one of those things, like, they're they're filming right now in uh, Germany, so, I mean, I can't imagine in the... It, shouldn't be too long in the future before we start getting some like more information, some more who's playing who, what the role is. I I imagine within the year, we'll get a a teaser trailer at the very least. Yeah, probably. Um, Yeah. I'm curious. And it's like, and I'm curious as someone that like straight up doesn't give a fuck about a new matrix movie. Um, Like I'm just kind of more curious than anything. Yeah. You're, you're a hater. We know. Yeah, well, I don't, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll see how that one fucking goes. Even more interesting that he didn't even get a phone call. Yeah, weird. Mm-hmm. You would have thought he would have been for sure back because he's the reason Neo was in the Matrix. Well, let's let's be completely fucking real here. When you think of the Matrix, you either think of one of two people so you always think of two people, just depending on who you are. Maybe you think of yeah. one first. But Keanu Reeves is Neo and Lawrence Fishburne is Morpheus. Like yeah. those two names yeah. and those two characters are synonymous with the Matrix. That's yeah, what you think of when you think of the Matrix. And even more so, like you ask people like, hey, um, do you remember, um, like, what do you remember about the Matrix movies? And like, I bet a, a bunch of people are going to say like, oh, I remember that sick car chase in number two. Or it's, I remember uh, Red or Blue Pill, mm-hmm. right? You know, so, uh, yeah. Weird. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Only time will tell. Uh, at least we still have Lawrence Fishburne and hopefully all of the John Wicks, so. Yeah. Let's not lose Do you think that time. makes, do you think that'll make shooting the next, the John Wick 4 and 5 a little awkward when him and Keanu have to film together? He's like, oh, how are you, Keanu? And he's like, oh, good. Just got back from Germany. The Matrix shoot went really well. It, it, it depends how salty he is about it. Who knows? Maybe Lawrence Fishburne was just like, eh, whatever. Who cares? I'm done with the Matrix. But maybe he mm. like super was like, oh, man, they're redoing the Matrix and like super wanted to be in on it. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I would imagine if he's salty, that would make... But mind you, I also think like the working relate. Like I want to say they've probably all kept in touch. Yeah, I would imagine so. I want to say they're probably pretty friendly. So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. And other super awesome news: Unsolved Mysteries, second season. Yeah, that's exciting. Coming soon, like middle of October. October, yeah. I'm so glad that they like had We've... had two seasons in the pipeline and like decided that like okay we'll put one out and then like we'll just drop another one like three months later. Yeah, I am also very happy with that. I'm really glad that they like brought that show back. Because mm-hmm. it's not I... it's not like grade A television, but it's just a good like fun show to watch. It's a good time, like mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah, it's yeah I, I'm. I'm super glad I had a shit ton of fun with that first season. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't think they've... 
doesn't look like they've said what any of the episodes are going to be on. No, I haven't seen anything yet anyway. Um, but I do, I want to say, remember, I want to say reading when like the first season came out, uh, people were asking like, Hey, are you going to like get into like some super weird shit? Like the old show used to do it. Cause the first season had that UFO episode. Yeah. Um, but that was it. Um, and, and, uh, I want to say, I remember reading something with like the producers of the showrunner and they were like, yeah, no, we're totally like going to get into like way more weird shit, um, in, in other seasons. So I feel like that's also a plus cause then you're just going to get kind of what that old school unsolved mysteries was, was like, here's this crazy UFO tale or this story of like a 30 year long, like lost love story where two people end up finding each other on the other side of the world or something. Well, hopefully that would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Cause it, that was like the original unsolved mysteries is like, it wasn't just these crazy murder stories. It was just like unsolved mysteries. And the, if they found an interesting one, that was like two people that met at a fucking resort. And then 30 years later, we got married because they found each other in a supermarket. Like mm-hmm. they, just did, they did an episode on it. Right. Yeah. So, which definitely I excited like, to see where the new season goes. Yeah. Um, it'll be another, it looks like it's going to be another six episodes. Um, which is fine. Um, and I kind of hope they do more of that other stuff. Cause like the first season was good, but like it was primarily murder mysteries. Um, yeah. with the exception to that one, which was fine. Like they were all good. Um, but it'd be nice to get some like real crazy ones. Yeah, so. for sure. So, yeah. Unsolved mysteries. Totally on board with this. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about Olivia Wilde getting a Marvel movie. Yes. At Sony. Yeah, like, what does Sony have left? I thought they only had rights to, like, Spider-Man type stuff. Yeah, and I want to say that that is what she is going to be doing is, like, a Spider-Woman movie, I think. Okay, so, like, I mean, I'm going to look it up because I don't know. Does she have any legitimate directorial credits her fucking resume that's what i was thinking about too and i want to say she has one yeah because that was my first thought is like oh olivia wilde oh olivia wilde directing like a big tent pole and then like that was my first thought is like one has she she one what something called book smart oh she's done direct she's directed some like um like shorts but the only oh. movie she directed is called Booksmart, which is on the eve of their high school graduation, two academic superstars and best friends realize they should have worked less and played more, determined not to fall short of their peers. The girls try to cram four years of fun into one night. So it looks like huh. a like a tween chick comedy chick flick. Huh. Like looking at the roster of like people that's in here, they're not really people. I recognize, with the exception, like Lisa Kudrow has a role in it, and so right. does Jason Sudeikis. But I mean, that's that's her man, right? Yeah, of course. And can. Will Forte has a role, and that's Jason's like BFF. So I mean, yes. like I feel like that's understanding. But looking at yeah. the rest of the the names, other than Billy Lord, I don't really recognize any of these names. Yeah, yeah, like it's like I think she she she's a really good actor, but like. I, I, just handing over the keys to like a Sony Marvel, what is going to be some in some the Spider Man universe or something. Cause 
that's really all they have. That's like, all that's, they have. Yeah. Like that's. Yeah, like to just hand it over to someone that doesn't have any experience with that. Like, well, here's here's my concern, and you know, fucking sure, call me sexist if you want, but like, I feel like this is gonna be uh, Elizabeth Banks, um, Charlie's Angels fucking potential again, mm. right? Because it's not just Olivia Wilde is directing a Marvel movie; it's Olivia Wilde is directing a female centric Marvel movie. So, and I'm all, I like, I have nothing against like yeah. female directors. Like, I mean, like wonder woman is one of the best fucking superhero movies that's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I can't yeah. wait for 1984. And there's lots of female centric movies that were directed by women that have done really, really well that I quite enjoyed. But like, there was so much hype around Elizabeth Banks doing a new Charlie's angels movie and they just, like, I feel like they lost sight of what Charlie's Angels was about. And then it bombed and then it didn't become a, oh, this movie just wasn't that good. And therefore it bombed. It was like, oh, America and Hollywood and everyone is sexist and hates women because they didn't want to pay to go see this not great Charlie's Angels film. Like they made it a gender issue. And I'm really concerned that if, this movie doesn't do super well or like the trailer comes out and it doesn't look that interesting that it's going to be a, Oh, look, here's more proof that fucking Hollywood hates women. It's like, no. Yeah. And like, I, like, I feel like that, like people saying that is like, if that was the issue, then the original Charlie's angels wouldn't have been a thing. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> and that, that was back in the days where the shit was way worse. Um, yeah. And like, I didn't mind Elizabeth Banks because she directed some of the Pitch Perfect movies, and I love those movies. So um, do I. I. I like. I loved her uh, doing those, and I never, like, I definitely wasn't the person like I, I straight up didn't give a fuck about Charlie's Angels. So, like, I wasn't the audience for that to begin with. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see how this goes. I'm concerned. And it's, it has nothing to do with the fact that Olivia Wilde is a woman or it's a female Marvel movie because, like, I know it's an unpopular opinion. It gets a lot of fucking hate, but I really liked Captain Marvel. I really liked that fucking movie. Yeah, I, I thought, like, oh, my God. I know. I'm How did you watch The Avengers if you didn't watch Captain fucking Marvel? I don't know. Just never got around to it. And I don't even think I needed to. She was barely in Avengers. It's not the point. They come out as a universe in like specific order. You're supposed to watch them all before you watch the Avengers. You're doing it wrong. Hey, I'll do it right when I watch that 48 hour supercut. Well, okay, fair enough. But you should like a lot of people hate it. And like, I, there's a lot of people on the internet like saying like, you need to fucking pull Brie Larson from that movie. I thought she fucking crushed that role. It had a whole lot of Sam Jackson in it, which I love yeah. his Nick Fury character. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. soundtrack to it, because that whole film takes place in the 90s, was oh, rife yeah. with, like, 90s tracks that I fucking loved. Like, oh, yeah. No Doubt and stuff like that. So, like, that movie really fucking jived with me well. And that's, like, if that's a female-centric uh, Marvel movie. Like, so good. Like, like my gripe here has nothing to do with Olivia Wilde being a woman, but has everything to do with the fact that this is going to be a big budget flagship Marvel Sony movie 
and they're giving it to her to direct with very little directorial experience. Yeah. That's yeah, my that, concern. Yeah, that's my main uh, worry with this. It's just like uh, to step in and try to make, you know, big budget Sony set piece Marvel with like multiple heroes in it. That's a tough job yeah. for anyone, especially in the age where you're competing against, you know, the house of mouse, you know, so to give someone the keys to that, that barely has any experience to begin with, you yeah. know, like, like, who knows, like it, it could come out and it could be awesome. Um, I, I really hope it is. Yeah, me too. Um, Cause I love all the Spider-Man. Like I love the Spider-Man universe. So like, I'm totally on board with, like if I'm if they really do like a Spider Woman or a Spider Gwen or something like that, like I'm totally fucking into that here. But oh like, yeah, me, me too. Because especially that animated Spider Man movie had Spider Gwen in it, and she was like one of the best parts of that movie. Mm-hmm. So like, well, so like you know how much I love Anna Kendrick. Like I yeah am a massive Anna Kendrick fan. Like that woman can do no wrong. She's just gold. Everything she does, everything, everything she acts in, she doesn't have directorial experience. If you put her in this chair and told me that Anna Kendrick was going to direct a Marvel Sony fucking giant big budget film, I would have the same amount of concern. Yeah. me too. I would have the same criticisms. I mean, I'd, I'd feel a little bit bad about it because she's America's sweetheart, but I would still have the same criticisms. Yeah. Um, so like I, I need to get more information. Like I'm I'm Yeah. I'll reserve like I have my concerns, but I'll reserve my like big judgments until I yeah. know what the movie's gonna be about, what the rough yeah. plot is, and if it is gonna be a spider Gwen or a spider woman yeah. type movie, then like critically it's gonna come down to who they cast in that role. Yeah, because right now it's just she signed a deal with Sony Pictures to develop and direct an untitled female-centric Marvel film. Mm-hmm. So who knows what that is or what that entails, but obviously it's probably going to be the in the Spider universe where it's like Spider-Gwen, you know, or something like that. Oh, I, I would imagine it would have to be because like Marvel, yeah, they've got but, X-Men back, right? Like, yeah. Like everything is back under the Disney Marvel umbrella with the exception of Spider-Gwen. Spider-Man. Like I'm pretty confident that's the only chunk of Marvel IP that isn't back under the House of Mouse. Yeah, I'm just looking at um trying to find Sony's um what they have for rights. Because uh, I don't know that it's anything else other than Spider-Man. I could be wrong, but I don't uh, think it is. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think so. I think it's just the Spider-Man stuff cause, and hence why they're doing like the Venom shit and they're doing that Morbius movie with uh, Jared Leto and mm-hmm. stuff. Which um, I am excited about that one, yeah. by the way. That trailer yeah. looked fucking good. Yeah, it did. It, it looked real good. It had a real, real cool like horror vibe to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so I'm curious. Um, like, I hope it does well. Like, I hope she kills it, but... Yeah. I if if I was handing out uh, the money and making a movie, you know, I'd 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 want to try to get someone like a Catherine Bigelow or something like that. Yeah, just someone with uh, more experience, like man yeah. or woman. Like I'm, yeah. I'm always a believer that it should never be about no age or gender or anything. It should always be the right person for the right job, right? Yeah, 
and you know maybe that is the case of because uh, she's probably got a production company with her husband or something like that you know so maybe they just had had a pitch where it was like hey and they met with them and maybe it was just this insane pitch where they're like yeah totally um but and please knows? don't cast your husband and i love jason sudeckis <laughs> but like if we're talking like a serious comic yeah. book marvel movie yeah. like i don't think he's the right person to be in like no. a more serious actiony film no like but, that, he'll, but he'll but, probably yeah. pop up in it <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But Man, we'll see how that one pans out. It's on my yeah. watch list, like of like news related things yeah. to keep an eye on. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, speaking of Spider Man, there's gonna be yeah. a Craven the Hunter spin-off, eh? Yeah, which I actually think is kinda cool. Because I think that character in the comics is, is real cool. I'm not overly familiar with. Yeah, he so he's he was like one of Spider-Man's main villains, and he kind of basically is what his title is. Like he's a, a kind of big game hunter, and if I remember rightly, his kind of story thing is like he's kind of killed the craziest wild beasts in the world, and so he's like, "Oh, Spider-Man," and hmm. that's kind of how that starts. Um, and so the dude who did Triple Frontier for Netflix is doing this, and I thought Triple Frontier was. Not bad, so. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, for what it was, I thought it was it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm on board for this, and they got looks like a producer from the Equalizer. I thought that movie was a shit ton of fun. Yeah, I quite enjoyed both of those very much. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I think this is cool, and it's kind of interesting how Sony is doing kind of their stuff where it's like they're taking these Spider-Man characters and doing spin-offs, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, what other choice do they have? They can only yeah. pump out so many fucking Spider-Man movies, right? Before people are yeah. going to be like, okay, enough Spider-Man movies. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, and I'm I, like, I'm curious if like, because they got this, they got that Morbius one, they got, they got the Venom one. Like, I'm wondering if they're going to tie it all into like one of the Spider-Man movies. I hope they do. I hope yeah. that they have some kind of big roadmap plan where, like, you get into, like, the next Spider-Man movie and it's just like, oh, shit, there's Venom, there's Carnage, yeah. there's Craven, there's Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Like, rope this all together. Like, like I yeah. love Marvel's, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, they just yeah. did it so well. Yeah, and did. it's unfortunate because I feel like, as an audience, we've been spoiled with that kind of, like, pr yeah. like careful thought yeah. and care and like yeah. the roadmap and like planning it all so it all ties back into each other yeah like so now when these dc in particular when they do these like offshoot crazy things and nothing ties in and everything's its own standalone like i still enjoy them but i feel like i would enjoy them more because as much as you get the enjoyment and like the immediate payoff after you walk out of the theater when you like watch something that's part of a bigger universe like I felt the payoff after every Marvel movie, mm -hmm. but then after I watched the next one and I got like the next bit of information and how it relates back to the first one, like it felt like a bigger reward of my oh, time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. Cause it's like at the same time, yeah, like we've been spoiled by the Marvel stuff, but at the same time, like the Marvel, the planning for that Marvel universe, the groundwork of, for that was laid out 
like ahead of the first Iron Man movie before anyone had even thought about like a cinematic universe. Um, it just turns out that the House of Mouse had faith in that, and Kevin Feige already had a wall to the first Avengers movie, you know, as they were doing the first Iron Man movie. Yeah. Um, so, so then it was a case of like studios that have superheroes you know six years after the fact right after the first avengers movie came out they were like oh my god we we need one of those so they tried to rush that process that was mapped out for years and years and you know and they tried to rush that and you know that's and we got a shit show yeah um but yeah yeah i'm interested to see what sony's gonna do with this stuff like i yeah i liked that venom movie um that Morbius one looks pretty good. So, you know, if that's good and, you know, the, the Venom sequel is good and, you know, that Olivia Wild one is good. Yeah. Let's tie this shit together and make some weird ass fucking Spider-Man movie with, with all these characters. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, Fuck exactly. It. Like, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, j- I didn't think Craven the Hunter would be one that they would do, but no, I feel like there's a lot of other Spider-Man characters in that universe that maybe would have been a better fucking pick, personally. I think it took him too long to do Venom, personally. But Yeah, me too, but Venom's also a hard one to do. So, I think it kind of makes sense it took them that long, because... Yeah, you need the technology and everything. Yeah. But yeah, like, I'm... I'm down for this. I... Again, this seems like it's it's in the very early stages, similar to that Olivia Wilde one, or it seems like deals are kind of just getting signed. Um, I'm hopeful, but yeah. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait, wait and see how this plays out. Yeah, because like for the most part, Sony hasn't been all that. You know, they've kind of been very hit or miss with what they've done, right? Sometimes it works out, and sometimes it just doesn't, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. See where it goes, but yeah, sure. Make a Spider-Man MCU that's not an MCU. Yeah. Make yeah. the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, To be honest, I just want more of those fucking Into the Spider-Verse universe uh, cartoon movies, because that movie was fucking great. And it made bank. And yeah, I feel like... Hella bank. Um, I feel like that wouldn't be hard for them to keep dipping into that well. No, and like they've announced they're making another one because that movie did gangbusters with kids because um, it was a cartoon and also like people like me and like people that brought their kids was like, yeah, yo, that was great. That was that was a fun time. So like it kind of hit all of the marks um, and it was like just it was probably one of the best movies of that year that I watched. Um, it was super good. It had Nicolas Cage as a Spider-Man. <laughs> like, get the fuck out. All right, well, moving on. What's all this Jake Gyllenhaal biz about? I've never heard of this. Yeah, so he's um, doing a new movie where he's going to be starring as a novelist on kind of like kind of a novelist story. Um, and it kind of seems like the story of this is like kind of like it almost reminded me of when he did that one uh, where he was the reporter. Uh, Nightcrawler? Yes, it kind of reminds me of that. Okay, I uh, really like Nightcrawler. Yeah, me too. Um, and it's apparently kind of what the spiel of this is like. This It says the series will center on like an unreliable narrator who 
kind of just lies about shit and like just kind of has all this stuff kind of spiraling out of control like to to kind of get attention kind of thing which is kind of why it reminded me of nightcrawler is like he's like this kind of greasy guy that is like you know just trying to get ahead by like doing all this crazy shit yeah and he was great in nightcrawler as like that kind of sleazy like character so like if this is going to be kind of that then fuck yeah like yeah yeah i'm into the idea yeah so it's um yeah i think this is cool um yeah and it's going to be a series so i don't know i'm just trying to see if it this series landed anywhere or if this is just like in development um i don't think it's been shopped anywhere so i don't know where it's going to come out yeah it says the release date and the distributor for the project are still undetermined so so who knows where it's going to end up i bet it ends up at hbo you think so I where else does it does Jake Gyllenhaal's first TV show land? Yeah, I suppose so, eh? Right, like if you're HBO, you scoop that shit right up, right? Like Jake Gyllenhaal doing the, like a limited TV series, that's HBO. That has to be, right? Like what? When I think of that, I think of like when McConaughey and Harrelson did the first, you know, season of True Detective, right? Like if you're gonna shop that out, you're gonna go to HBO first. But who knows? It could end up on like an Amazon. I could see too. But yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, but yeah, I just found this interesting because it seemed very much kind of in the vein of like kind of a similar character to him in Nightcrawler. Um, and I think he did. Uh, like I think him playing that character was phenomenal. Like I thought that movie was great. It was there was such an uneasy tension about his character that that was very well done like anytime like you watched him and that character on screen and you just had this uneasy feeling as he was doing stuff right like it was, yeah, it was super well done super creepy yeah like you just had that thing where it's just like oh god what is he gonna like you just had that feeling of uneasiness so like if it's kind of or at least even in the similar vein um and it doesn't seem like it's going to be like totally like that um but kind of seems like that kind of character and i think he played that character good so yeah yeah well hopefully it's good i mean if hbo picks it up i don't see why it wouldn't be yeah and this again seems like it's still very early details where it's just like hey we've kind of got some stuff we've got jake gyllenhaal attached we got to shop it around and then actually make it so who knows when this comes out but Yeah. All right. Well, on to like heartbreaking news for me anyway. Yeah. So I haven't seen any of these shows. So, um, but tell me about cool. it. I'm fucking heartbroken. I got right into, um, the society. Cause it's like a modern day telling the Lord of the flies. Like it's a group of high school kids who all go out on this trip. They end up in a storm so they turn around to go back home, and when they get back to their hometown, everybody's fucking gone. Oh, I seem to remember this. 
I want to say I watched the first episode of that. Yeah, so like I I actually really fucking really liked it. And then I like burned through the whole season and like within a couple of days because I was like, this is interesting to me. Like this is super fucking intriguing. I really want to know how this pans out. Yeah. I like the character development was good and I can't remember the girl's name. She's like the main character. She also was in um Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, I uh looking at the article, like I definitely recognize her, so Yeah, she was the female cops like yeah. pseudo adopted daughter. Yeah. Yeah, where they were going to make that fucking they were going to try to do that Supernatural spin-off. Off. Yeah. Yeah, with her. Yeah. So I like her as an actress and I mm-hmm. was really into the show. And then, yeah, they're just like, eh, COVID, can't film, so we're just going to not. We're not going to, it's like, not even like we're going to postpone or it'll take a while. They're just like, fuck it. We're just not even going to waste our time. It's canceled. And that fucking, because there's so many open goddamn story arcs. Yeah, it's like when I read this and it said like, oh, Netflix is canceling the society and I'm not okay with this due to COVID related circumstances. My first thought was bullshit. Yeah. If that's the excuse they're using, those shows are on the chopping block far before the pandemic. And this is just what they're saying to to slightly damper the news because like you're not canceling something because of COVID. Well, they're postponing it, but like nothing's getting canceled. It's just postponing it. So, yeah, well, and they're claiming that the reason they're doing this with the society is because it's um such a big cast. Like, there's a lot of people in that show. So I could understand how filming it would be a little difficult because, like, there's probably like a dozen main characters in that show. Yeah, but like still, there's tons of other stuff that's got bigger cast than that. No, Absolutely. So, but so like nonetheless yeah. i'm not happy about it and then yeah. i did end up watching i'm not okay with this it was all right yeah it was nothing to write home about it was interesting so like i'm not as heartbroken about that one being canceled no but, but I'm, I'm i'm pretty fucking crushed about the society yeah and i'm looking at the picture for um i am not okay with this and it has that girl who played uh bev marsh in the first date movie yeah and i think she was really good in that first date movie so well, like this show was decent too, right? Yeah. Like she discovers all of a sudden she has like super strength and some shit. Yeah. But she's like doesn't want it and she's like kind of a loner and trying to deal with all this stuff. So like, it was an interesting take and a different story. And like she does really well acting in it. But again, like it wasn't, it's like, okay, yeah, it sucks that it's gone. I mean, I would have watched another season if it came out, but it wasn't high on my list. Whereas like when I finished The Society, I like was ready. I'm like, okay, when do I get the next one? Like, I really want to know how this fucking pans out. Yeah. And reading this article, it says like, according to sources, like it was the uncertainty around like COVID. And then it says coupled with like unexpected budget increases due to like having to have like more PPE or whatever like that. Yeah. Like, I wonder if this was a case of like, they're not canceling it because they can't get everyone together with it. But I wonder if like that show was done on such a budget or like it made sense because it made just enough for them to keep doing it. But the minute you add like a little bit more money onto it, all of a sudden the math doesn't work. And they're just like, we were making this real tight beforehand where it just made enough money to pay for everything. And then now all of a sudden we've got like added costs to keep everyone safe. And they're just like, now all of a sudden it's just, it's in the red. Very possible. Like, I wonder if that was the case because 
like by all accounts from what I'm reading, like critic and fan reception for both these shows was pretty good. Um, so like, I wonder if that was the case if they're just like, this was tight to begin with and we're making it because it's got critic success and fans like it. But the minute, like you've got to add, you know, like another million or $2 in production. They're just yeah. like, it doesn't make sense. And that very well could be it. I, yeah. Honestly, at this point, I don't really care what their excuses are or what the fucking validation yeah. is. I'm just mad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not not uh, not Ray Donovan mad, but I'm fucking I'm mad. Yeah. No, and like I get it, especially like I like I know using that as the excuse to cancel it. Like I think is is a total bullshit excuse. Like it feels like, like a it feels like a cop out. Yeah, like 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 it it feels like a cop out. It feels like the show was gonna be axed way before this, and they're just using this as the reason because like no one is canceling stuff because of this. You know, they're just postponing it, right? Yeah, like, to cancel of, this and then to try to tell me it's COVID related is insulting. Yeah, yeah, like that's kind of what it is. Like it seems like it's it's just insulting to like the fans. Like if they would have came out and been like, hey, you know, like like it just doesn't make sense to make this anymore like it's not getting the numbers you know it's costing too much or whatever like that fine okay i read that and i go okay like that makes sense you know but did you come out and use this as the excuse it's like how dumb do you think your audience is like really like come on yeah like yeah it's kind of exactly what you said like it's it's kind of insulting that they're using this as the excuse because yeah, so definitely bummed out about it. Yeah. A little upset. Netflix is kind of irritating me right now because the Fair next enough. piece of news really fucking irritates me <laughs> that they decided to do a fucking 10-year jump in the next season of Riverdale. Seven. Is what it's Seven year. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, and, like... But, and like and, but not only are they going to do this fucking jump, but they didn't finish this season. Which was frustrating enough, but given like the pandemic circumstances, I get it. You couldn't continue filming. So they're going to film and do the first two or three episodes to wrap up this last season that they didn't actually wrap up. And then you're going to get three episodes deep in Riverdale and all of a sudden it's going to fast forward seven fucking years. Uh, yeah, like... I'm not going to lie, I'm not as upset as you are because, like, I read this and I just went, fucking, of course they're going to do some dumbass shit like this. Like, of course Riverdale well, is just doing this, but... Okay, <laughs> I get that they can't be in high school forever. Yeah. And everyone wants to go to different colleges and shit like that, but, like, I yeah. feel like it wouldn't be difficult to su come up with some kind of story arc, some kind of plot line where they're done high school, but, like, maybe something happened and they've all decided to wait a year or two before they go to college... Or they've all decided to go to college together, like to keep the storylines kind of going. Yeah. Like the way that they fucking wrapped up season. This is the fourth season they're in, right? Fuck, uh, I would have to look. The yes, yes. So the way they wrapped up the third season, going into the fourth season, that like just pseudo wrapped up. Okay, yeah, I'm behind. Really, so. really pissed me off because they end season three with all this wacky farm bullshit. And then they come into, and they didn't actually end that story arc. They waited until season four and they addressed the entire, all the millions of questions from the previous season. They address it in like an episode and a half at the beginning of season four and they don't wrap it up very nicely. It's like, oh yeah, the farm is still a thing. 
here's fucking Chad Michael Murray in an evil Knievel suit, and he's going to try and fly away in a rocket. Oh, he gets shot. Okay, moving on. And you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. To, like, go through that entire season and not get, like, like, a good show when they go through their story arc starts, like, when you get towards the end of the season, you get little bows on, like, the little varying story yeah. arcs, right? They start yeah. to wrap things up, and by you get to the end of the season, they've pretty much wrapped it up, and then they've kind of, usually they leave you on some kind of, like, cliffhanger where it's like, here's this new semi-related, but here's a new story problem that has emerged, and this is what we're going to focus on in the next season. And they don't fucking do that. Like, I don't know why they have the structure, the seasonal structure they have. They might as well not divvy it up into season one, two, three, and four. Yeah. Because they just fuck it up. They might as well do season three and then do a fucking three-quarter season break and then carry on with season three because, like, that's the kind of nonsense that they keep fucking pulling. And it just gets so frustrating as a fan of the show. And I'm past the point where, like, I don't even know if I'm a fan of the fucking show anymore, but I've I've invested four seasons worth, so I have to see how this ends. That you're just going to watch the train wreck? Yeah, so like I'm mad yeah. that I have to keep watching this goddamn gong show. Like I, I maintain my theory that the writers of this show are just like people doing fucking summer co-ops yeah. from like the Vancouver Film School who have oh, no yeah. real writing experience because no. it's a fucking train wreck. Yeah, I don't think anyone behind the scenes like, it, like I think it's that or like straight up the people behind the show just don't give a fuck and they're just like would you want to shoot fucking this dude into space in an evil kidney below fit? Sure. Why not? Like, yeah. Cause it's dude, go watch. <laughs> There's tons of YouTube compilations of like the entire cast or large groups of the cast doing like interviews and like promotional shit for the show where they get asked questions by the interviewer that are like pertaining to the plot lines and stuff. And yeah. like, you can see like, the cast of the fucking show <laughs> roll their eyes and like moan and like tilt their head back. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like some of them We're have like, even come straight out and been like, dude, I don't, I don't know what the fuck they're doing with this show. So like if your own fucking cast doesn't know what the fuck is going on and thinks yeah. it's a train wreck, like you guys need to fucking reevaluate. Yeah. No kidding. The cast is just like, well, the paychecks are still coming in and they keep calling us to show up. So <laughs> what the hell? And it's a shame because yeah. what's going to ultimately end up happening is the show is going to get so fucking stupid, yeah. so ridiculous, and yeah. so wild that these poor fucking actors and actresses are going to get like pseudo typecast into these characters oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. and forever be tied to a garbage pile show. And it's going to start to fucking hurt them. And I oh, think yeah. that's why some of them are dropped. Like the guy who plays um, Jughead's dad, yeah, Skeet Ulrich or whatever, like he's yeah. fucking done. And I, that that one made me sad. I like him. I do too, but I I don't think he's leaving because it's like, oh, it's time for me to move on. I think he's like, this show's getting fucking retarded, (laughs) and I'm jumping ship before I'm permanently and forever associated with this monstrosity. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because if you look at like, um, the girl who plays Betty, Lily Reinhardt, KJ Apa, yeah, uh, the guy who plays Jughead, they're all actually really good fucking actors, and I think they're they're fucking hurting themselves. By staying attached to such a fucking disaster piece at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me... Yeah. It's it's kind of this, like, beautiful train wreck that, like, is kind of hard to just, like, keep your eyes off of. Because, yeah, it just... 
it's going off the rails and you're just like, oh, and it's been going off the rails for a while, but you're just like, I got to watch it. I just got to watch it go off the cliff. <laughs> it's so unfortunate. It, it, it honestly, is, yeah. it started so good. Like, yeah, I, did. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed that first season and yeah, I was too. like, I fucking, I'm into this. Yeah. This is good. I like it. And then it just got a little wilder, but I still yeah. quite enjoyed the second season. Yeah. And then the third season comes along and I don't know how, because I honestly, off the top of my head, can't think of any other TV show that's done this, but every episode seemed to fucking just muddy and murk the fucking waters of to like what is happening and what this show's about. And it's like, it's like after four seasons, they still don't know what Riverdale is and they're trying to fucking, they're literally like every, every one of the 12 writers or whatever is literally shitting in their hand and throwing it at the wall. I don't think they've ever known what the Riverdale show was, to be honest. I don't think anyone had any idea what that show was. Like, like I, I bet that project hit a bunch of people's desks and they're like, Hey, we got your next, uh, we got your next, uh, show. And they're like, Oh, what is it? They're like, Oh, you're making a Riverdale show. Oh, the Archie people. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you do something with that? And they're like, Oh, well shit. Okay. (laughs) It's it's just turning into such an embarrassment. Yeah. I feel I I genuinely feel bad for everyone yeah. attached to the show, and oh, I'm yeah, sure they sure. don't want my sympathy or give a fuck what my thoughts no. are because I'm sure they're like, hey, I get a paycheck and like, yeah, this is actually pretty fun. Like I've seen yeah, like the course, Instagram yeah. stories from the different oh, yeah. actors and stuff. Where like it looks like they're having a good time. So I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. kudos to them. But as far as like quality television goes, it's fucking trash now. Oh yeah, yeah, and it kills me that it's trash. Yeah. Yeah, it's hot garbage because, yeah, I, same as you, like, I, I thought once I realized what that first season was and where they were going with what an Archie show was, I was like, okay, this is actually pretty good. And then, yeah, just kind of the same thing. I was just like, oh man, this, this dumpster fire is just, uh, people are still throwing trash bags on it and it's still going. So, yeah, I, I got to catch up on that show at one point just because. I, we've talked about it before where it's just like I'll throw it on in the background as I'm playing a game or something like that and I'll pause my game and just be like man who the fuck decided this was a good idea like as I'm watching this show where it's just like who the fuck thought that was the way to go like, yeah I, I don't know who fucking put that on their boss's desk and said hey this is this week's episode and they went yes like uh who did that? But mm. yeah, that's all. That's all the fucking I, news I have. Yeah, that's all I have. Fucking Riverdale. <laughs> fucking Riverdale. Oh, it's amazing. Well, some stuff I watched this week that I can tell you is, for the most part, better than Riverdale. Hmm. I can imagine. So I finished up that For All Mankind show that I talked about last week. Um, with Joel Kinnerman. Yeah. That show's rad as fuck. Yeah. That show's really good. I had a really good time with that show. Um, it, it did that, like, super alternate history real well, where it was, like, kind of the Russians beat the, the Americans there, and then it kind of ends up where the new space race is putting a, a base on the moon, um, kind of thing. And they both end up doing it, and so there's this military base and this soviet base on the moon um and that's kind of where the season goes and kind of how they're fighting for that because essentially um 
they're just like, hey, if we can get to the moon and we can find a way to use the moon as a base, you know, we can launch to other planets. Um, so that's kind of a whole premise. Like, I don't want to say a whole bunch because there is some stuff that, like, is kind of spoilery where it's like, oh, it'd, it'd be better if you found that out when you watched it. Um, yeah. But, like, for the most part, really good. Um, it looked like it was shot gorgeous and the... Um, like all their stuff in space, like looked really, really good. Um, and the score um, was really good, especially like in the space stuff. Like it kind of gave me a little bit of an interstellar vibe, like how they use the music in space where it was like, hey, the, it's this super tense moment in, you know, they're trying to fix this shuttle as it's moving or something or as it's hurt, like hurtling towards a planet. Um, like they had really good music for that. Mm-hmm. And like all around, totally rad show um i definitely mm-hmm. recommend that one i fired it up on my tracked to watch list i haven't gotten around to it but it is on there now it's in the top five so yeah it's good it's a it's a solid show um like it's it's not super actiony packed um but there is some like kind of set pieces where they're in space and shit's going wrong because hey guess what you know flying shit through space and landing on planets is hard um and yeah like there's some really good stuff um that way and just some really good character story writing and like just some pretty good character writing so yeah all right then. i i full-on recommend that show if you're into kind of those space shows kind of like uh like the interstellars and stuff like that it's definitely it's not interstellar quality but it's totally good um if you're into that sort of stuff, definitely check it out. So, so do you think that this is going to... Did it end on a point where you're like, okay, there's going to be another season or what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's definitely another season and they've announced another season. Um, and it definitely ends where it's like, yep, this is... Um, like, there's there's more to be said. Um, there's more to go. So. All right, then. So, yeah. Totally solid. I see you also, I'm assuming, made it through the end of Umbrella Academy Season 2? Yes, like 20 minutes before we started. Ah, and thoughts? I liked it better than the first season. Okay, okay. Did it, is... did it meet, or like, did it exceed your expectations of like how you thought it was just going to be a repeat of the first season? Um, not fully. No? Um, because I, I thought... I was expecting it to get away from that, like, hey, apocalypse storyline a lot sooner than what it did. Yeah, um, it definitely wrote it out right till the fucking bittersweet moments. But yeah, it was like the last two episodes is when they really kind of were like, okay, this is actually what the what the whole endgame story is. Um, but yeah, I actually thought it was better than that uh, first season, which is rare for a show. Um, but I actually thought having the characters kind of a little bit more established um, worked in that show's benefit. Um, And also them kind of tying in more of that like agency and stuff like that, like getting more into the behind the scenes of that and getting more into why these kids, you know, are like this and what the dad was doing. I think that's where it kind of really showed its strengths. Like I thought that that was the most interesting stuff. Yeah, I was really happy with how they started like explaining the backstory with the father and it's yes. like, oh, yeah. so this this is like kind of that yeah. moment that sparks yeah. him to mm-hmm. want kids because he never yeah. actually it's not like this was a big plan of his, right? 
Yep. Um, and I thought, uh, such as the first season, um, the music set pieces like were pretty good. Although I did feel like they used more of them than they should have in the second season. More but, music? Yeah, like I like I feel like when you thought back to the first season, like they used the music fairly selectively. Mm. Um, whereas I feel like the second season they just like doubled down on it, and like I don't think it's bad. I just was like, okay, like I I remember getting through like three fourths of the season and going like, oh man, they kind of like doubled down on the music thing, which isn't a bad thing, but um, I I they, per- sorry, go ahead. Uh, and I'm gonna say shout out like they totally had a Backstreet Boys song, and that was <laughs> amazing because when that came on, I was like, no fucking way. I was like, my. So, yeah. My favorite, so like in the first season, like there's lots of musical numbers that were really good, but like one that really set it apart in the first season that I quite enjoyed was when they um, all did the I Think I'm Alone Now, mm-hmm. and they had like the four squares and stuff going. Yep. yep. Like that was really like, but in this season, it was when they played Sister of Pearl by Bayo, and it was when uh, I can't remember the guy's name, he's the ghost, and he finally like possesses klaus oh yeah yeah yeah. and he's like that was amazing running through the field and like yeah. rubbing the dirt and all that stuff like that yeah. scene with that fucking song like that was like just like a standout moment yeah, that, that like really really fucking smashed her home for me but i yeah can't wait for another season because like what the fuck is the sparrow academy and is that young ben yeah that's that that i believe that is young ben and I think the Sparrow Academy is, um, like, when you talked about it, like, it seems like they're um, going into kind of like the mul- like they're, like multiverse kind of thing, where it's like, hey, they're on a different Earth, and this is what would have been the Abrail Academy, but it's the Sparrow Academy. Well, and what I find more intriguing is I was just reading the other day that going into season three, they're not following the comics anymore. Oh, interesting. Season, season three is going to be like, I guess they're at the point where they're caught up because there's no like the comic or the graphic novel, whatever it is, hasn't been around that long. Right. And yeah. I guess they're at a point where they're either caught up and covered everything that's kind of out that they wanted to cover either that, or they've decided like, okay, we're not going to follow the comic line. And now we're at a point where we have everything established and we're going to do our own TV version. That's right. Yeah. But either which way the new season isn't going to be, based off of the the graphic novel or comics or whatever. Right. Um, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious if that's going to work into their favor or not. Because sometimes you look at shows and sometimes when they get away from that source material, it, it works out really good. Um, sometimes it totally doesn't. I think it depends on who you have at the helm. Yeah, who's doing the creative like, version, right? And like yeah. Gerard Way and the other guy, the two that like created the whole thing, like the, yeah. the graphic novel series... They're yeah. actively involved as like showrunners on the show, so yeah, I feel so. like it's not gonna get. I don't. I don't no. think it's gonna be like Game of Thrones, where no. George R. 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 Martin's kind of like, well, I don't have the books done, so I mean, I guess just do whatever you want, and then yeah. they fucking shit all over it. And they're not good enough writers to to keep the threads going. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you're right. Like I feel like they've got they've got some strengths, being that they have kind of some of those creative people involved in the show that they can actually they actually have some ideas on where it's going to go and not like, Oh shit, we totally thought the source material was going to be done when we shot this. Um, and it turns out it's not. So, yeah. Um, another thing I really liked and, uh, so that girl that has the rumor superpower. Yeah. Holy fuck. I am so glad she actually started to use that this season. 
Yeah, that was getting like, a little annoying. Because, like, throughout the whole first season and, like, a good chunk of the second season, I would just, like, beat my fucking head on the desk. And I was like, oh, girl, I was like, so many of all of this whole goddamn fucking TV show's problems would be fixed if you just used your specific power. Yeah. Like, it would solve so many of your problems. And I would just sit there and I was like, oh, my God. It's like it came down to, like, that old movie thing where it's like hey we wrote problems that only stupid people can solve yeah um and it's just like just your power would solve this problem um and yeah i'm glad she actually started to use it like there was one where like her husband was getting beat up for like the third time and she almost used it and i was like oh you were about to use it and then like she finally does and i was like thank god i was like oh my because it was getting super all those like fuck use it yeah i kind of like how they play into the expectations too like during that yeah. final fight scene with the crazy lady from the commission yeah, yeah. and her daughter and yeah. at that point like when they first show up you know like okay that's her pseudo daughter but you don't really know she has powers and then viola uses her big blast wave and knocks everybody down yeah and then the blast wave gets reciprocated yeah. so initially you're thinking Oh, she's okay. got the same. She's like, got power, the yeah. same power as Viola, but it's like that moment where I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, God, why don't you just rumor her to fucking yeah, like yeah. lay on the ground? And then she does, and then she rumors her back, and you're like, yeah. Oh, she yeah. can mimic power. Yeah, yeah. No, I did really like that because yeah, like I, I had that same thing where it's like, just go rumor her. Like it was just yeah. like, your power would fix this. And um, then it didn't. Yeah, yeah, they they played that out really yeah, well. I thought they did. Yeah, I thought how they did that that whole end fight. Um, where yeah, it was that realization of like, oh no, her her thing is like she can just like totally mimic um what's thrown at her, and I thought that was really good too. Um, yeah, I just I just love Robert Sheehan. Yeah, or Sheehan. Like, fucking, if you haven't seen the Misfits, you you really should go back and watch the first two seasons because he leaves after the second season. I watched, but like the first two seasons, bunch of it when it first came out. Yeah, well, because he's he's like the guy in the fucking yeah. first two, and he's so fucking funny. Yeah, he's great. Um, he's really good. Yeah, super underrated. Love that guy. He's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I remember okay, the Misfits was a long, long time ago, but I do remember watching those first two seasons. Um, yeah, he was good. I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. I I think this was one of those rare shows where it was like the second season was totally better than the first season. But mind you, I had I had a lot of issues with the first season. That's and, fair. Um, so like I'm totally down to see what a third season is. Because um, I was like, okay, like some of my problems were still in that second season. But like overall, I was like, I totally liked this more than the first season. So we'll see where it goes in the third season. Um, but it seems like they're... At least how they ended that second season seems like they're totally going to get rid of that whole apocalypse, save the world shit. Um, yeah. So, which I'm totally a fan of. So, yeah, I'm I'm totally down to see what a third season of that looks like. Yeah, pretty excited myself. Yeah. So, which Godzilla is this? King of Monsters? Is that the one with Brian Cranston, or is this the one after? This is the one after. Um, mm, the not as good one. Yeah. Although um, I had a pretty good time with it. So it was like Friday night. I ordered some pizza, having some drinks after a long week. And I was like, I want a dumbass action movie. So I threw this on. Um, And that's kind of all it is. 
I, I mean, the general story and like the character writing is pretty abysmal. Um, but man, do them monsters look fucking good, and do those special effects look real good? Yeah, they do. I I ended up watching it like shortly after it came out, like when it was on yeah. one of the streaming services. Yeah, and like I didn't pay any attention to it. Yeah. So like I thought it was gonna be like akin or related and some similar characters and what have you to the first one, and then was just super disappointed. And then yeah, the only returning characters Ken Watanabe. Yeah. And Godzilla. Um, yeah, and like I I totally didn't really pay attention to like what the general story was. I just kind of went into that movie of like, hey, it's been a long week. I'm going to eat this pizza, have these beers, and I want to see some monsters fight. And I got that, and it looked real good. Like, I'll say that movie, um, the special effects of how the monsters look and how they emerge from shit looked real nice. Um, like, I will say that about the movie. Like, like anytime I watch mm-hmm. it, it's like, oh, man, that looks that looks rad. That looks really cool. Um, so I thought that stuff was good, but, like, yeah. Like, I don't know that I have much more to say about this then like if you want to watch a bunch of big ass monsters fight shit and for yeah. it to look good throw it on and yeah. totally pick up your phone and start browsing the internet when the plot threads come on because it's pretty bad and i i don't even remember what they are um and then put your phone down when the monsters come on screen and then pick it back up when that plot line starts um but yeah yeah that's that's totally fair. I get that. Yeah, so wasn't my wasn't my favorite, but I mean, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, for what I wanted it to be, it gave me that, um, which was I want to watch the monsters, and I didn't care about anything else. So, yeah, and then I finished up that Netflix Most Wanted show. Oh yeah, I haven't finished it yet, but I've okay. seen a few. So yeah, I finished the last episode um, the other night. Yeah, that's a good. Ch- I I thought that was really well done. Um, I kind of hope they make more of those, where it's like, hey, here's these crazy stories, and hey, guess what? Only one of the person that we've had on this season is caught. The rest yeah. is all out in the wild. Like you were watching it, and you're just like, man, I've never heard of any of these. And then you like <laughs> look at the story, and you're like, fuck, they're still out there. Like you're just like, damn, like holy shit. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. So, like, so how far are you in, like, what, uh, I guess, what people... Two uh, two or th- two or three? I would have to actually, I'd have to bring up the fucking Netflix and look at which ones I've seen. So I'm trying to think. So, like, the first couple would have been... Well, it started me off on the fucking third one. I'm trying to think of what the third one is. The third one is the the chick, the Muslim chick. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the UK. Right, yeah. So I watched that one. I watched the one with um El like El Mayo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah, first yeah. one, the third one, and the second one. So I watched the first three. Okay. Yeah. I they're totally solid. Um Oh, there's only five total? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's well, not a whole lot. Only got a couple more to go, so Yeah, and the last two I think are, uh, yeah, I want to say the last two. One is like a Russian mobster and the other one is an Italian mobster. Yeah, that's what it looks like looking at yeah. the synopsis. Yeah, which 
I thought those were the weaker episodes just because I thought, um, like, just like a generic kind of, well, I, not a generic mobster story, but like kind of just a mob story isn't as interesting as like those first three where it's like, hey, here's this like crazy terrorist person. Here's this dude that financed a genocide. And uh, what was the other one? Um, whatever the chick the who can convinced fucking dudes to do terrorist attacks. Yeah, so like, like those ones were like these crazy outlandish stories, not just like, hey, here's another um, kind of crime boss. Yeah, but but yeah, like I think that show is um, it's good. I almost felt like uh, the one downside to that show is like it was a case of like I would finish like an episode on like one of them and I was like man I could totally watch like three or four more episodes just on this person's story yeah um, and so like I feel like that's the downside is like like I would I watched that and I was like okay like where's the other like like and it's maybe because I'm spoiled by like how Netflix does these crime documentaries where it's like here's six episodes on this one story like I was totally like where's my other three or four on this guy like I totally want to know more yeah um, yeah no and, I got the same feeling yeah, so, like, that's the only downside um, is, like, I almost wish they would have done this show is, like, hey, here's, like, uh, like a season on this one person. Um, but I totally get why they wouldn't do that if you're doing a Most Wanted show, right? Because um, that's how that, the original, like, Most Wanted TV show was, right? Yeah. Just, like, an episode and here's all these people, right? So... I get that, but, like, at the same time, I was like, oh, man, I totally, like, kind of wish someone made a documentary on some of these people because it's super crazy. Yeah, I, I really hope that they keep keep making them personally. Yeah, and I think there's probably enough uh, wanted people out there that they can make a few more seasons for sure. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not much on that one because that's... Yeah. We talked about that a little bit last week, but... Then I tried out this Quibi. Yes, I'm dying. What were your thoughts? I don't think it's that good. No, no you I, not no. into it. Not into the bite size stuff, eh? No, no. Um, so I watched um, all of The Fugitive because that was the one that I really wanted to watch. And then I watched an episode of Punked. And yeah, I, I feel like the bite size stuff did not work for The Fugitive. But I feel and, like it worked for Punked. And I didn't watch The Fugitive, so I, I can't... Uh... So where I think this works is, like, the bite-sized things work for, like, a comedy. Where it's like, hey, I've got eight eight or nine minutes, and here's, like, kind of a little comedy thing. Or, like, a news story, because they have some in there that's like, hey, here's here's the day's news in eight minutes or whatever. Um, like, I think that stuff totally works. Um, and the episode I watched at Punked... I thought it worked well enough, although I, I totally would have rathered it to be like a 20 minute episode because then you get way more set up. Like with like when I think of the old school punked, mm-hmm. like some of the fun stuff was like how how crazy the setup is. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas this was just like, hey, here's five seconds of us explaining that we got this guy's wife on board. And then, you know, we dropped a, a wrecking ball on, you know, Adam Devine's car. <laughs> but. But for the for the fugitive, I actually like as I was watching it, there would be these um, because it's eight minutes or nine minutes, and some episodes are even five minutes. Um, like I found, because it was that short, you could never have time to fill out any backstory or setup for any of the plots. 
so what I found was there were certain times where like Kiefer Sutherland was standing off against um, the dude, the fugitive. I can't remember his name. Boyd Halbrick, I believe his name is. Okay. Um, but like he'd be like in a standoff where he's like arresting him. And as he's arresting him, he's like doing this spiel, like kind of explaining his backstory as he's doing it. And I was just like, what? Like, um, like it turned out to this case where like they, they would have to have like, I, at least I felt like they would have to have some scenes where like normally it would be this kind of action piece where he's arresting them, but they've got to also have him like explain some like character backstory arc at the same time because you know they're cramming it in eight minutes yeah so i don't think that worked well but i i do think it like i think the app works well and i think like i think there's something to it i just don't think it's i'm the person for it um because i think the app works and the whole like landscape portrait transition i think that is super slick and that works real well um like how you can just kind of turn your phone and it still gives you the main bits, yeah. Um, in portrait, like I think how they did that um, is super impressive. Um, so I think that that works real well. And I think the app is fine enough, um, but I totally think what works against that thing is being able to only watch on your phone. Yeah, that's that's kind of my gripe too. Like, I feel like I if sitting here when I'm like doing other things on my computer. Yeah. It'd be nice to, and I go, I get that you can cast it, and I, with yeah. that Android PC Connect, I mean, I could still do it, yeah. but I I would still prefer just yeah. the straight up convenience of being able to go to yeah. go to their fucking website and yeah. log in. Yeah, because like that was the thing of like I started the free trial like I want to say Monday, and I started watching like a few episodes on my lunch break at work or whatever like that, and I was like, okay, this is cool because I wanted to get like like try it out as a mobile experience how they wanted it to be. So it was like, all right, I'm you know sitting out in my vehicle on lunch, you know, I'll throw on an episode of The Fugitive, you know, and an episode of the, of Punked or whatever like that, and I think it worked you know fine enough for that. Um, and then one night I was like, okay, I want to finish up The Fugitive because this trial is almost out or whatever, or I'm just not interested in this app anymore. Yeah. And like, I was like, I got home and I was like at my computer and I was like, okay, I was like trying to fumble around. I was like, okay, how do I watch this on, on, on my TV? Um, and I was like fucking around with it. And I was like, I think you got to give people an option to watch it, not on their phone. I think that, I think that hurts that app so much. Yeah, I I I agree with you there. Because I like I got home the one day and like like I don't think the fugitive works. Um like I don't think it was actually all that good, but I was interested in in it enough that I wanted to see where it finished. Um and th- and then here I am when I got home like spending like 35 minutes fucking around. I'm like, "Okay, how can I watch this, you know, on my computer or whatever like this?" And it's like, "Okay, I'm going to take this Chromecast out of my other TV and like plug it into my you know, whatever I'm working on. And it was just like, let me log into a website at the very least. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you on that front. And, and like, but I think the app works well enough. Um, I also think it's kind of scummy that they have two paid tiers. So the first one is seven bucks a month. And then the second one is 12 bucks a month. And the difference is the $7 one has ads. Yeah. I think that's kind of scummy if you're having a paid version and it has ads, but you can just pay us more and not have ads. Like, I feel like you either need to have a free version with ads or a paid version without ads. Like, but that that's totally my own personal preference on that. 
No, I, I don't disagree with you. I completely agree. Like, I think if you're paying for it, you shouldn't have ads. Um, so I think that, that part is kind of scummy. Um, but like overall, like I, I think that app, like, and as a service works, um, but I think it works best with like, hey, here's this eight minutes news thing. And here's like this eight minutes of punked, you know, but at the same time, like, I don't know that that's enough. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fucking, my feelings are fucking weird with that. Cause I, like, I look at it and I look at it and I go, this totally works. Like what they were trying to do totally works, but there was a whole lot of like if and buts like attached to it where I was like, okay, this totally works, but like, I don't think it works with the serious stuff. Right. So, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you there. So yeah, that's kind of my quibby thoughts. So like, yeah, that's, I think some of the stuff they're doing is cool, but that's, that's a weird fucking service. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, no, it's, I, I'm with you. It's bizarre. It, it works on some levels and then doesn't on others. And like, at some points you're like, okay, this is good. I'm feeling it. I believe in it. It's legit. And then at other times you're like, okay, this is fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I watched like an episode of punk, I was like, okay, this isn't the punk I want. Um, but I like kind of was thinking about it after, but I was like, that totally worked. And like, you could totally do this. Uh, so yeah, it's just this weird fucking thing of like, okay, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's a weird service. It's a fucking weird service. Like if you're out there and you're listening, give the 14 day trial instantly go in and cancel. Cause you can do that. Um, so yeah. you don't accidentally get charged. Um, they actually let you do that and like, check it out. Like for the 14 day free trail, like, for the nonetheless just to like get the feeling of like how weird this fucking thing is um because yeah it's weird it's weird quibby's weird no i it absolutely so yeah yeah well all right then that's my thoughts on quibby and i don't think i have anything else this week no i don't believe i do as well i didn't watch a whole lot so yeah that's fine we got we got a lot of news and right after this we're gonna we're gonna go record that DC episode so that'll be yes uploaded at the same time as this um, probably entitled like episode eleven point five or something mm-hmm. um, so if you're looking for thoughts on like the new Batman trailer the new Wonder Woman trailer um, you know Tyler was bitching about you know connected universes a while ago and they talked about that <laughs> so um, we're gonna talk about that some more. Um, and a bunch of other shit. Um, and yeah, so we're going to go do that. Um, so tune into that if you want to hear that. But all right. for the regular one, that is all I got. That is all I got as well. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Later. <laughs>